everybody. My name is Chad Terry, and I'm the consumer. My name is Chris Losek. I own Astro Zombies. My name is Colton Huerta. I'm the head brewer at Kiltcheck Brewing Company, soon to be Boss Fight Brewing Company. And we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. A podcast? A podcast. That was the sound of a growler, <laughs> as opposed to a can well, down, being cracked so open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've um, got a bunch of beer here as opposed to just one can. Just one can here, yeah. so we have a full full growler. That's sure. be about four sixteen ounce pours. Oh, which is yeah, good. Normally we have four, four pack. We only have uh, three tonight. Yeah. Jason's uh schooling it. Yeah. How dare he try to better himself through schooling? Schooling. What a education. guy. Oh, How silly is but that? Yeah, let's uh let's drink some beer. Yeah, man. <laughs> Talk yeah. about uh, some comics. Would you like to do the yeah, honors? Yeah. yeah. All right, who's first? Uh, it doesn't uh, matter. Everybody, you. Um, we all wait. And here's some napkins in case cuz it is a growler. Oh, so it's a light beer, I can tell by the <laughs> fact that you can't see through it at all. Yeah. So, what oh, did you bring us night. today, sir? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, what did you bring us today? <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is an oatmeal stout. All right. So this was the first batch I did uh, going back to Kilt Check to brew. Okay. Uh, recently, my uncle had passed away. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. And we're actively trying to take the brewery back up, like take the brewery over and rebrand and do something different with it but okay. this is one of the recipes that he was always really proud of uh he won a bronze medal in the world beer cup for this one i think 2013 awesome. oh really yeah yeah cool. i'm excited to drink it then yeah and obviously it's black as night yeah no, it's solid black as cheers. midnight on a moonless night cheers is it moonless everybody? out there no cheers oh you're just making stuff you're just quoting stuff Twin Peaks reference. Hmm. Ethan was wearing a Fire Walk With Me shirt today. I didn't even notice it. You monster. Oh, man, this is good. This is good, man. I like you some almost out. So this is, um, this is that same recipe, but the first time you've brewed it. Is that what I understand? Yeah. Uh, first time, not the first time I've brewed it, because I started at Kilt Check. That was like the beginning of my career. Okay. So we've been doing, but I came back and did a test batch. So one of the obstacles we ran into is that we have a 15 barrel system and a very small occupancy space. So I thought I really want to try to do scale that uh, barrelage back a little bit and do a test batch of 10 barrels in my 15 barrel system. Okay. And hopefully nothing. Because I get the mixed information of people telling me that there's some quality issues with temperature control or weird stuff like okay. that. So, and this is feedback from the consumer. This is feedback from other brewers, other professionals, oh, okay. Okay. And other people say. I mean, we do it a lot at Exnovo, and it doesn't seem to make a difference. I did this test batch, and I feel like it turned out maybe better than it has before we brewed it. Yeah, cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's- it's really fine by my standard, delicious, dark, dark beer. Beer, quite dark. Yeah, um, yeah. You you did touch on it. I'll touch on it a little bit. We do uh, work together at Ex Novo. Yeah. Uh, so we we have a history. You and I. We've been. How long have we been working there now? Uh, since May. May. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. I hear about 25% of what you say in the, in the brewery. It's, it's, I mean, I get it. I'm yeah. hard of hearing as well, but not only that, it's loud back there. It's a big, big space too with high, high ceilings. And yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, you know, it's like concrete and a bunch of tin cans and yeah. kegs. Yeah. And some machines just making tons of noise. Yeah. So. Mach- machinery, it pumps, and like, yeah. people are blowing down a tank and the CO2 is hissing and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's loud. Yeah. It's so loud back any, there. Any brewery we've been to that, like, if we go in back into the canyon area yeah. or like where the, you know, the, where they're brewing, it's loud. It's just yeah. loud. Too many moving parts. Even when stuff is shut down, it's like, then it becomes this weird chamber of like it, echo chamber thing. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. like what is? Yeah, there's nothing this? to hold the. You know, they didn't put. If you go into the tap room, they've got like you know sound deadening stuff in there. You yeah, know, there's no use for that in in the canning. Nah, nope, not at all. But that's cool. You guys um, work together. So are you? So you're you're moving forward with a new name called Boss Fight Brewery. Yeah, that's so cool. We landed on. This was our favorite name, and we sent in the trademark, and then we kind of had to get the ball rolling on getting the name or getting the word out. Yeah. So, but we're still waiting on that trademark. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully that comes through. I, I hope so. I don't know how long it takes. I, this is the government we're talking about, so, you That's know, it could true. take forever. And, yeah. Could take a while. <laughs> or so, it could happen very fast. You never know. You, yeah. You're surprised sometimes. I hope so. But yeah. I, I guess, like, we found out there's several boss fights op- uh, owned. Okay. Like, one of them is owned by Netflix. But since they're a studio. Right. And we're a brewing company, I think that's a legal distinction. Right. Uh, there's Cause also. Because you call it boss fight brewery, right. not boss fight studios. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's a like a streaming game service. Oh, sort interesting. Similar to, like, Amazon Luna. Okay. If you ever heard of that. No. No. Um, Maybe, but I don't remember it off. Yeah, you buy this controller, and they like, you can stream a bunch of games online, depending okay. on how good your internet is. And so, uh, with the with the name Boss Fight Brewery, I take it you'll have games there. Yeah, so okay. uh, we're getting someone to drop in. I, I paired up with this guy Daniel from Geekon. Okay. So he buys, sells, restores uh, old classic cabinet video games, and cool. So he's going to come by uh, soon, I think February 6th, and drop like half the games, come back another day and drop the other half. That'll be cool. And so are they going to be uh, like vintage cabinets and games, or is it going to be one of those things where like here's a thousand games on this one cabinet? Like and you've got your options. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. uh, I, I think it's going to be cabinet, like uh, vintage. Cool. Uh, possibly original stuff. I'm not sure exactly what all goes into the restoration yeah of some of these cabinets but um yeah i i don't think we're allowed to work with emulators i believe the emulators are supposed to be illegal especially on like a commercial yeah i mean it makes sense for sure yeah yeah. unless there's there was a company i think it was neo geo oh yeah they would have they would have cabinets that had a couple different games but those games were like either their games right you know. Oh yeah, I remember Neo Geo was kind of ahead of their time back in the day. I remember like yeah. pre, right before Sega Genesis. I think they they were I doing their so, thing, and then they got there. they got real popular. Yeah, because um, but then of course Sega and Nintendo kind of wiped them. Yeah, and then PlayStation. But that came was out the big and, thing with with their with their cabinets was very much like, ooh, you get to choose what you play, and that which was, is cool. Yeah. yeah, 
having a choice in anything is a good good thing. Yeah, Indeed. for sure. Indeed. So I try. I'm trying to get as many cabinets in as possible. Possibly some pinball. Okay. Uh, we got to move some other things around before we can fit pinball in there. Yeah. Um, not only that, but I'll have uh, classic consoles as well. Oh, that'll be oh, fun. nice. Yeah. So, and there was a bar back home from Phoenix and. They had a bunch of like consoles and stuff, and it was always a lot of a lot of fun, a lot my, of really cool. My first like regular comic book store had consoles, and so you could just like rent a game for an hour, oh, nice. and play for an hour on whatever you know console yeah. and games you had available. That was fun. Addicted to comics. Yeah, back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Where yeah. was that in Albuquerque? Yeah, it's right. On the other side of that building across the street, oh. right next to where the Taco Bell is, there was Addicted to the Comics. Oh, nice. It's like a sign place now. Oh, yeah. They I make banners. Place. In fact, they made a banner, my under new ownership banner. Ooh. It was made in that room. Nice. Which is so weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what happens. That's what yeah. happens when you live in a place for a long time, you know? Yeah, hmm. the way life kind of changes, and I imagine, like, for you, like, working in breweries, but then, you know, becoming a head brewer at one, and changing the name and doing ownership things is very different yeah yeah i mean yeah it's a lot different i started brewing i've been a brewer for about eight years and i've always tried to go for a head brewer position here and there and i've gotten some offers that unfortunately one wasn't what i thought it was going to be and a lot you know obviously a lot of people will say no because of the experience i had yeah um or somebody else is coming in some 20 year veteran from Colorado is coming in to, right. to take yeah. that job, yeah. which yeah, makes happens. sense, I guess it's, but it is what it is. But yeah, I felt like this was, I never really wanted to own a brewery. Okay. So, but my aunt doesn't want anything to do with it and she's still legally the owner now, but she's trying to get signed off of the LLC and put us on. Okay. And I've, I just feel like this might be my best chance to do, what i want to do right you know yeah and actually can have control over. yeah yeah i would jump at that if i were you for yeah. sure and i i know i think we talked about it a couple months back maybe or a month or so but um you know i don't i don't know of any real arcades here anymore that i can think of i know yeah, that sister bar has by, like uh, pinball machines man they, i was in there a few nights ago and they robust pinball yeah. selection oh, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember it was just like a few video games and like one or two pinball and they had a, a shuffleboard which nobody cares about in this town for yeah. whatever reason. <laughs> Not anymore. So, they, it was popular for a minute. Yeah, I remember playing just... it going, hey, this is cool but yeah. weird. That's always a good time. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I, I noticed, yeah, back in the day they had like Mortal Kombat yeah. and uh, a bunch of like cabinet video games and they made a big switch to strictly pinball which mm -hmm. is yeah. very popular. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. me some pinball. I got two two machines at home. Yeah. But um they're like they're not full size. Yeah. One's like a crappy Marvel one where like oh, I had to yeah. take the lid off because it gets stuck all over the place. Oh, so you yeah, no. just have to like <laughs> I just took the top off <laughs> so I can move the ball around when it gets stuck. And then I got a uh, um it's Zen pinball and it's a Star Wars cabinet, but it's like half size. So it's as tall as it needs to be. And it feels like a real one, but it's all digital. Uh, it's oh, a nice. screen. Yeah. But it feels the only thing that it doesn't have is it doesn't have a tilt function, which drives me crazy because, you know, if it's on the border of going out or coming in, 
you got to shake that thing to get it to go in. Yeah. And, and it doesn't go. It, it won't do that. And what's really weird is I have that on the PlayStation 3, and it has that function. A you tilt hit the, function? Yeah, it hits yeah. R1 and L1, tilts it. Oh, that's cool. Which I was like, why doesn't this have that? And so I've been like <laughs> looking into um, definitely not jailbreaking it. Um, <laughs> but I've definitely been looking into it, like getting like a level sensor and trying to trying to make it work. I also want to add yeah. that all the games that Zim Pinball has out that's not Star Wars. Because this has like a dozen Star Wars maps, which is super cool. Oh, cool. And I play it all the damn time. Yeah. But Zim Pinball has a bunch of Marvel ones and like their own versions, and I want to get all of those on there and just go nuts. So I looked into it, and it's possible. It's just yeah. a CPU. Give it that real yeah. feel. Right, right. It, it feels good. Yeah. It feels like a real pinball. And like the, the buttons are super responsive, and everything works the way it's supposed to, but it's, it's not as long as a normal pinball machine. Okay, yeah. And then like it doesn't have the tilt function. Nice. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, Besides I, that, though, I play it like crazy. I love it. I think... I think it'll be a lot of fun, man. Once you get all that in there, and and I, I don't know. I think it's going to be great. I, I Pinball's so. definitely something to get. Yeah, at least sure. one. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah then I you can like, to get at least like two or three. I, something. I, I, I guess uh, there's some like leagues. Yeah. Some pinball leagues in town, leagues and tournaments and, and stuff. Yeah. Which is cool, but it, um, I definitely want to get some. But I think we're focusing more on like. Retro game lounge video like, video like, games like you Rampage. Know? Yeah, and sure. Get the, some a Galaga sit down. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the sit down for Pac Man and yeah, those ones yeah, that like were the in all the, yeah. all the pizza parlors. Right. <laughs> this is another story that I shouldn't be talking about. I used to work at a bar. These are the greats. And <laughs> right <laughs> um, when I talk about the crimes, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> there was a bar that I worked at and. Uh, we were we were trying like it was an old like hippie bar, and uh, it was just owned by a lawyer who didn't care, and we me and a bunch of my friends kind of started working there, like cascading as opposed to, like one dude worked there and then he got somebody else a job there and then eventually we were all working there, and we were really trying to make it a more hip bar because it's right across the street from the university. So we were trying to, like, we were playing skateboarding videos and snowboarding videos, and we were having movie nights with Wavy Brain where we played, like, Faster Pussycat, Kill, 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 and stuff like that for free. We we did a LAN party, like, before the internet existed, oh, yeah, yeah. where everybody brought in a computer and they were all networked, and we were playing Quake 3. Yeah. So we were doing all this cool, like, younger-type stuff, and uh, but we were also drinking the place dry um, <laughs> at the same time, you know? Um <laughs> Like, Guinness did not have a very long shelf life, and he was always like, where's all the Guinness going? Like, I don't know. As we're, like, slamming Guinness. I'm like, I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> anyway, so that's on us a little bit. But um, the week before Christmas, he announced that he was shutting it down. That really? week. We wow. were like, oh, oh. cool. Oh, thanks. So thanks. Yeah, so exactly. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You have vacation. <laughs> so um, I wasn't necessarily part of all this, but um, I was about to be. And I literally had it out the door, me and this other dude, Q. We had the Galaga machine out the door. Oh, man. And then I was like, I had, I was like, dude, we shouldn't be doing this. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, where are we going to put it? One, yeah. like, you don't have a truck. I don't have a truck. We're just outside with it now. You didn't have a plan? <laughs> Our plan was to steal the Galaga machine, dude. <laughs> and I just, my, 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 uh, my conscience got the better of me. And I, we put it back in there. And well, to this good. day, I'm like, I really should have kept that damn thing. 
I should have <laughs> kept well, it. Well, you should have had a plan first. Either the plan was to take it because he was screwing everybody's truck. lives. He was just screwing all of us. I'm just saying. I know. You can't put it in the trunk of a car. I mean, I didn't even have a car at the time. I, See, I was my Chevrolet on skateboard. skateboard. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was a full-time skateboarder at the time. So, so like, you just get two skateboards. You could have done it. I mean, or four hands. Is that's how we were doing it? Yeah. I mean, we didn't live far. Yeah, I lived like a block and a half away. So it would have been that difficult. That would have been hilarious <laughs> to see two people just. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I still have uh, one or two mirrors. I have a uh, um, ESB. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a uh, uh, JW Dundee's Honey Brown mirror. Oh, nice. Yeah, Those I gave cool. that to the girl I was with at the time. And then fast forward like two years later, I'm delivering pizzas. And I come up to the door, and there's a picture window in the door, and I see a J.W. Dundee sign. I was like, oh, I used to have one of those. And I opened it up, and sure enough, it was my ex-girlfriend. I was like, hey. hey. She's like, oh, you deliver pizzas. I was like, you still have that thing I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> like right now, but. Yeah, yeah, you know. eh, whatever. That was, a, that was a messy breakup. Yeah, they happen. They do happen, in yeah, fact. They do. Yeah. <laughs> um, More of that story, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, Anything else? Like, are you going to have food? Uh, are you going to have food trucks? I, I think we're going to try yet? to implement some food trucks. Okay. Um, it's the usually a, wasn't it, something we could drop. It's, it's yeah. a hassle. It's, it's a lot of investment, and then it's another expense, and then it's all that stuff. Just it's a whole like, other other business. Um, business, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole other set of... Whole other ball game. Of... Um, Rules, standards that you have to regulations, meet, yeah. regulations and standards and there were some people that were telling me hey if you're thinking about doing a restaurant like don't yeah <laughs> it's it's more more people on the floor more yeah. more labor it's a it's, it's, it's if you hard. get established yeah and you start actually just making money off beer then you could consider a restaurant but at first food yeah. trucks are the way to go there's yeah. some yeah there. or maybe like uh some people will let a chef come in and start their own thing under a different brand and LLC. Right. It's all in your location. Them. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just like they, they do all of that. So like, that's one option for having food on location. Yeah. Uh, some of the problems with the food trucks I've run into is that, that, you know, because their business has wheels, they'll just no call, no show. Yeah. Yeah. That that does happen at almost every brewery. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. I've had a friend who had a food truck and he would do that. I was like, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, bro? Like, how's that? Give him some notice, you know? Yeah. You're, you're just going to screw them, and, and and in turn, you're screwing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then the then the the brewery is ordering pizza for people. They're yeah, like, I'm right. sorry, don't go. Sorry. We'll yeah, no. I, food is a big part of keeping a brewery going as far as people right. have this, this concept that food will keep them from being too drunk, and then they can drive. It's not necessarily right, yeah. but I'm yeah, just saying that's the conception, right? Right. Yeah. Don't and, use that rule. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wouldn't rely I've had on four beers, so two French fries helps. will make me good. Yeah, I had two, I had two French fries. I'm good. <laughs> I, I heard that bread soaks it up. Like, well, not really. Uh, if you took <laughs> an alcohol like servers class, you would know otherwise. Then shoves it into your system. Well, so yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm drinking bread. That's what Pretty you do. much. I mean, that's what it is. Dark bread. Well, cool, man. Very dark bread. Well, I'm glad to hear all that stuff, and I'm, I'm personally looking forward to it. You know, we know each other; we're friends. I think. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. Th- oh, thank God. Yeah, this is we the place to. The this is yeah. the place we to call to that out, right? Now. I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? Live on air. <laughs> Live on air. We're friends. Like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> totally. I guess. Um, son of a bitch. And so I just... I, we I, need to have a talk after this podcast. I, we, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you. Um, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> sorry, it's loud in this brewery. Yeah. Uh, no, I just... I hope the best for you. And... Um, yeah, I just I hope the best for you, and I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's, I think it's a little more unique than other breweries around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, we're trying just, to go with something unique, and hopefully, we can execute it pretty well. But yeah, it's I, it's tough, especially out here for yeah. whatever reason. And we've talked about this before. Albuquerque is kind of a like a hub for good breweries. You know, yeah. all of the oh, breweries yeah. out here tend to win oh, medals yeah. at. And in, in, in national competitions somehow. I don't know yeah, it's water or what. So, I, well, I had, I was having a conversation about this earlier, and this may upset some people, but um, yeah, for a long time, we had amazing beer, amazing breweries mm-hmm. coming out of here. Um, what? But the last Great American Beer Fest, I think we got two medals, and that was it in New Mexico. And so I don't know what is is happening there. I'm not trying to blame anyone or say anything or insinuate You should totally anything. blame some people right here. We should blame. I'm going to call them all out I right blame now. blame society. John Smith. My name. <laughs> Chad Terry. Oh, wait, that's me. Um, it's just starting the A's here. But I, I feel like part of, I mean, part of it, well, I'm sure, was COVID because that hit all the breweries that hit everybody Mm -hmm. financially. And right now in Albuquerque, I think we're starting to see the brewery bubble itself burst a little bit. And so without having something unique like that, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know, for lack of a better term, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but we're not winning the awards that we have been. And I, I, I don't know if it's to save money in, on ingredients, if they're not as good. I don't. I don't know. It's but. probably that there's more competition, man. It's not like, you know, like in the early days, you know, when Marble was the early days of Marble and La Cumbre. La Cumbre, like, yeah. You know, they were they were winning stuff from Rio Grande, and and uh, there just wasn't as much competition. But now there's a brewery like. There's a tap oh, room a ton of every them. other corner, right? and they're popping up in every state now. I mean, yeah. At the time that. I moved from Arizona to here to be a brewer. There was nothing out there in Arizona. Yeah. And it, Albuquerque had so many more breweries per capita right. than Phoenix ever could. And, you, and then, you know, so you get a bunch of people starting it. I mean, I mean it was like mid-90s. My uncle uh, was the original brewer. He started Tractor in 1999. Oh, really? Yeah. He I was like a that. pioneer in, in craft beer. That's just awesome. craft beer yeah you know and so they start popping up and then other people catch on i feel like albuquerque kind of got ahead yeah a i would bit, agree you know yeah I would agree. and then you know they're popping i went back to my hometown and there were just 10 more breweries that popped up <laughs> yeah that weren't there before and yeah and they're putting out pretty good beer better yeah. than what it was when i left i was surprised it, yeah, so it's just that there is there is more out there, and that's what you, you there could think be that's part of it. I don't okay. think you're entirely wrong. I think like maybe a lot of bigger companies will maybe chase metals and then you're not wrong try to cut all. costs. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, a, a lot large. of 
the big companies buy small breweries, leave the name. Yeah. And so like, or they just completely got them or they got them. But like Breckenridge brewery, Mm -hmm. that's an InBev. that's Anheuser-Busch now. Oh really? And so Breckenridge, if they win anything, Anheuser-Busch is winning. Anheuser-Busch. It's all going to the Bud Light profit. Yeah, technically. And then I, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but it was recently I heard that beer itself has kind of taken a downfall. And I want to, I want to like, kind of put that towards the Dylan Mulvaney ridiculousness where like oh the Bud Light yeah the Bud Light oh, crap yeah, yeah. where you know people stop drinking as much Bud Light that ended pretty quickly though I feel like there's still steadfast people except for the dude who started it yeah that's not drinking Bud Light and somehow like he, he had to buy a lot of Bud Light to shoot it <laughs> well, then well sure to, then he had to buy more <laughs> to drink then it. there's there's a bunch of stories like he owns uh, some some restaurants you know like some shitty chain restaurants or whatever oh. and um they of course were still selling bud light right and then pictures emerged of him recently imbibing bud light yeah and so they were like you know all the people were like well screw that man you, yeah. you know and you're like that's what you get for not drinking bud light because of something that's not valid right you're not that's if, an invalid if, if argument you're, yeah. if, you if you're not gonna drink bud light it is because you've tasted bud light that's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. And I don't know if you remember, but Bud Light did like a dark beer thing a few years ago when craft beer really started to take off. They started that. making their own craft beer. I remember drinking and thinking, it's an amber. You know, it was like, okay, okay, huh. it wasn't awful, but right. too little, too late. And get the hell out of our craft beer world, punks. <laughs> right. right? Like, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Did you know that Pabst Blue Ribbon made a Bach? A Bach is a German log or a dark German log. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that. a huge fan of Bach, but I did not yeah. know that. I, yeah. I love me some Paps, man. I, I get, and that was like. I mean, they won a blue ribbon. <laughs> that one time. They, they won, won a time. blue ribbon. Yeah. God, it was like 1901, too. Yeah. And it was I, something I, ridiculous. I, I love that they held on to that as soon <laughs> yeah. as they got it. Well, they made the beer and didn't have a name. And so they were like, yeah. well, uh, yeah. the Paps Blue well, they, Ribbon. The, the brewery uh, that we're taking over used to be covered in, in old cans. Yeah, and that Bach can was maybe from the seventies. Oh wow! I was like, I they no made a Bach back in the seventies. Good for them. It's crazy. I had a, a Samuel Adams, which I've never been a fan of that brewer. Okay. Never liked any Samuel Adams really at all, um, but they made a triple Bach, and I, like I ended up getting some on accident. It took me like three days to drink that damn beer. It was so thick and sweet, and I was just like, ugh. And I've never gone back to a Bach since. I'm just not down. Shiner Bach, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what beer I do like. Yeah. This beer right here. What's it called again? It's the Oatmeal Stout. Uh, it's called the Obliviscaris. Obliviscaris being the Campbell clan family motto. Okay. I guess it means never forget. But I entered this beer into the World Beer Cup, uh, hoping cool. that we'll get some good feedback at least. Yeah. And I entered it in as this one's for Mike Campbell. Which is, who's my uncle? So very good. Yeah. So when they read off, possibly read off a gold medal, they'll say this one's from Mike Campbell, and I'll feel really good about it. Oh, That'd yeah. be amazing, dude. That'd be <laughs> so That'd be great. I would hope. But yeah. 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 We'll see. I mean, We're I'm. I, I can't say one way or the other because I'm not a beer expert. Like, I, I, tr- I, everybody's like, oh, what are the Cicerones? Yeah. And the uh, like the, and Yeah. The, uh just Griego. certificate yeah yeah she came and helped us with the ipa challenge one year yep and palmer. it is just so much yeah we were at palmer's brewery it was the it was the covid one where you had to buy the 12 packs or whatever right and i got a hold of every single one 
and she came in and she in my opinion she gave us a master class because i was oh, like yeah. the question we all had at first is like how do you taste all these you don't you don't you're like you start with smelling right. i was like oh that makes a lot of sense um but just I, like a sommelier when yeah with, with wine. wine you know it's, it's and i'm just thing. so far from having that palate i'm just like oh i like it why do you like does it does it make oh, me oh, drunk does it taste good yeah, it like, you know well, it's supposed to i guess i don't care about like getting drunk with it i'd sure rather not you don't. honestly I, I don't drink to get drunk i really don't i know i In don't fact, either I but it, it just happens I'm, it just happened because yeah. there's too many good beers out there right. you gotta I try mean, all of them and then you're drunk after exactly <laughs> um well cool man yeah you said that was world beer cup that you entered that yeah cool i can't wait to hear back and even if the best i always tell people with contests or anything like that is the best thing that you can do because i was the 48 hour film project producer for a while the best thing that you can do is do it yeah because then you learn the most uh i told i told some people specifically you'll learn the most when you fail and then you'll learn for the next year they ended up winning like two or three awards that year so you you don't know until you put it in there yeah you can't win if you don't play exactly yeah and so. it's, it, even if you don't take home a medal, the judges will give notes yeah. on your beer. So it's not for nothing. Right. Like, that's the most valuable part. Yeah. What's the worst they can say? You didn't win. <laughs> and then they give you notes. I've heard some it. very nasty notes on, oh, <laughs> oh, really? on some beers at some breweries. Saltier than the sweat from under my... <laughs> You're like, oh. So what's been going on so in that's the... too much. Because... Uh... <laughs> anyway. And so what's been going on in uh, Astro Zombies, sir? Um, we we had the comic book convention mm-hmm. last weekend, and it was successful. It was really good to get out good. back out there in a big con, and and all the all the people were really excited to see us. Saw most of our our extra or like our regulars were there, and so that was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, great cosplays, man. The Will Row Hood uh, conga line went through, which just turned me on big oh, time. Yeah. Nice. I was so stoked on that. I was like, <laughs> oh man, it's so awesome because that's such a weird thing if you're not familiar with Wilbur Hood he's uh he's a character that didn't even have a name in episode five yeah Empire Strikes Back and he's just this random dude running through um <laughs> Cloud City yeah and he has obviously he's like carrying something but it's obviously just an ice cream maker from the 70s right and so, like it was super obvious yeah too. yeah they if anybody knew what it was you're like time. that's an ice cream maker <laughs> yeah. so needless to say um as the years went on you know this guy like garnered popularity for whatever reason just because he's a, this rando dude that's like an extra that has like a scene in yeah. empire yeah. strikes back and so now people will cosplay as him and then it became this like weird phenomena where like several people like groups of people would cosplay as him and then they would gather together and then they would just run through the con like 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 he's doing in the movie <laughs> yeah. and it's like this big like group thing and it, like at San Diego or at, um, it's either San Diego or the, the Star Wars convention. Like there's like a hundred of those dudes. Oh yeah. Through wow. The con. Line. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, there was only like a dozen maybe, but it yeah, was just super fun still, to see him yeah. followed by a guy in a pretty good Darth Maul cosplay as well. Yeah. And so I was stoked to see that and we made decent money That's good. and we got out there and that was the goal is to get back out there. Cause we haven't done a con since 2011 as far as a, a bigger comic book convention like okay. this. 
And it was so, good to see you guys out there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And Mark Wade came by the, sh- the, the booth every day at least once That's just to cool. like say hello. And that was Mark Wade is a comic book creator. Super yeah. humbling, like amazing. Um, he's, he's the goat of modern. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, like second generation comic book writers. He's one of the best. Like if you were to make a Mount Rushmore of of second generation, you know, once you got past the Kirby's and the Stan Lee's and the Dickos right. and what have you, um, these guys, you know, like he would be on that one for sure. Yeah. Nice. And so super humble, nice, nice guy. Um Howard Chaikin was there the too. Yeah, he came in the shop on yeah. Thursday. That's how we met. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then he made it the point to come see me, you know. It felt like he made a point at least. He did. Right. So, so it wasn't just randomly going right. like, "Oh, what is this place?" Like right, exactly. he knew who you mm-hmm, were. Mm-hmm. So it was super cool, you know. Yeah. Um this this world has has their own like superstars, you know, the comic book world. For sure. That aren't in the movies superstars, right? The whole reason the movies exist is because of these writers doing their thing. Right. And excuse me, Mark <laughs> Wade is one of those guys where if Mark Wade wasn't writing these comic books, they just wouldn't be as good, and maybe the movies wouldn't even happen. You know, it's just one of those things. In fact, For I sure. brought in a um, impulse run that he wrote wrote today that I had in my collection. Okay, it's one of those things where like I should have brought in my my uh, Kingdom Come to have him sign or what right. have you. But I'm not much of an autograph hound. If they offer, I'm totally into it. But I don't. That's where so we differ. And Colton, I'm sorry you're about to hear a lot of stuff. I can already see your head <laughs> you're spinning. Good. Like oh, Kingdom Come, what is this? What is this? <laughs> Um, we'll probably rattle off some titles of books that you have no idea about, but, right. <laughs> um, yeah, you and I differ, uh, with autograph things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't buy autographs if it's generally speaking, I bought one. It's, that's a long story, but, uh, I don't buy autographs just to have the autograph. I get autographs because I want to meet and interact with that person whether it's a great experience or an underwhelming experience. And I've right. met enough people that I know that it could be they're, not, they're having an off day. It, I'm nervous around crowds and people, so it could just be my interaction just being like, sign it, thank you. You should Steve. definitely blame yourself. Yeah, I, I'm, you know. Um, but I went specifically for the... April O'Neil's and right. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, um, did you see what we got in the shop today? No, what? We got a 14-back crane on card. Crane. Oh. What? Yeah. I'm going to have to look at that. It's on the Insta. Well, I haven't seen that yet. I Dang posted it. today. But it's right there. Oh, I see it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good deal. <laughs> anyway, uh... That's one of the problems of this podcast is like, you know exactly what I want. And so mm-hmm, he's just mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, guess what? And I'm like, oh, oh, nay. Dang, right, I'm buy buying it. that. <laughs> All right, I'm buying um, I didn't get to meet uh, uh, Paige Turco. She played April O'Neil in the second movie, uh, the second and the third. So she was there, right? She was there. I never um, saw her. I saw her at her table twice, I think. Mm. Um, and when I saw her at the table the second time, by the time I got down to her, she was gone already because mm. I was getting, um, the first April O'Neill's autograph, uh, and just moving down the line cause they were kind of all together. Um, 
so I didn't get that one on the book. Uh, I had them autograph uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two, which is the first appearance of April O'Neil. Uh, the first April first was, printing. It's the second print. Okay. Uh, but the the first person who played April O'Neil in the movie Turtles uh, is my favorite iteration of that character, and so I was like, well, not the Megan Fox one. Uh, Megan Fox did she was she in a Turtles movie? Yeah, wasn't I she? Remember that? Oh. No, I don't remember that at all. Michael Bay films. <laughs> <laughs> remember that at all? No, what? I, I can't. I can't hear. Well, you cut now. Right, sorry, I'm gonna have to hang up. Yeah. <laughs> prank caller, prank caller. That's right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I got her, uh, the guy who played Leo. Like, all their names are escaping me right now, but Leo and Raphael. Uh, and then the original writer of, or not the, the script writer, writer, right? But the script writer mm-hmm. of Turtles 1 and Turtles 2 was there. He was giving his autograph away for free, and you couldn't shut the guy up. <laughs> and I loved it. He just, That's cool. Yeah, he was just like, come here. I'm oh, sure he's excited talk. to be part of that world, you know, something that like. I think so. Um, I think the Turtles are at a point where everyone is actually happy they did it, excited that they did it. And if they can get any sort of like voice in the next movie right. or, or whatever. Fanfare, whatever. Yeah, like just to a little bit, you know put their print on it but yeah. that's why i was there specifically uh ming chen also as well thank you again for being on the show yeah uh i guess he shouted out shouted out the shop on espn 2's podcast oh cool i didn't hear it but somebody came and told me about it so thanks great. again ming yeah that's, he's a great guy yeah too. he's a super nice guy what a good guy um that con had its issues but i had fun <laughs> Some yeah. of the some of the issues that it had are literally the city's issues, though. Yeah, some of it was not, but you know, it is what it is. There, there's feedback always on those things, and you can't you can't please everybody all the time. Right. That's one and of the one of the biggest things. Like going to Great American Beer Fest, mm-hmm. when somebody complains about long lines, I'm like, yeah. What'd you think? Mm, where were you? What, what we're you doing think was going to happen? <laughs> well, I, I right. don't understand. There's a lot of people. You're mad that there's people were there? Right. Like, like, if we were doing this event just for you, your ticket would be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, totally. uh, when, you, when, you compl- when you complain about crowds and lines, I just, I, it's one of those complaints that I have to ignore. Right, and um, take it with a grain of salt and or just completely ignore it. Because, yeah. one, you're probably just complaining because you're a complainer. Right. Two, if you weren't expecting this, then you were in the wrong place in the first place. Right. And they met capacity. Happen. Like, they had to stop letting people in. Makes sense. And it's not like, you know, if you're standing at that line and they're like, oh, you can't come in, there's too many people. I understand that you would be mad. But what else can you do? Get there earlier? That, buy yeah. a ticket? That's what you do. Get there early. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, there's there's ways around all that. And it's, I just watched a Key and Peele skit that was about that where, like, they were at capacity and, like, the girl's freaking out. And, of course, you know, uh, <laughs> Keegan, I think, is the one who was, like, the boyfriend who had to, like, be like, uh, they're at capacity, chill out. And then 
finally the 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 bouncer called called her a bitch and so he was like crap now i have to get in a fight he's like uh, <laughs> damn it <laughs> I have to fight the bouncer now. yeah, yeah. he's like why would you uh, oh that's a great show man those guys are super talented and i love that they're, oh, yeah. they're like they've moved forward and they're doing all these other amazing things with their careers you know yeah those guys sure. are amazing um sponsor us anyways <laughs> yeah why not yeah right um so so back to that autograph thing yeah. My my opinion, like I got Chris Claremont's signature a few years ago, and he he's one of those guys who will talk your off as well. Yeah, um, super nice guy. I'm not I'm not like that with most creators. Chris Claremont was pretty, like Stan Lee, Ditko, Kirby, right. Claremont, Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, Half Sam Keith. Those guys, Keith, are on those the first guys. Mount Rushmore. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> those guys are like, yes, yeah. yeah. Meet your heroes. You you shaped who I am in your own way, right? right. But you know, it, it would have been cool to meet Jay Lee. I my concern is how those people feel about wh- what they're doing. You know, like I'm not an autograph hound in that. I'm not like, oh hey, I see Eminem walking down the street. I'm gonna bum rush him right. so he can like talk to me. You know, just leave him alone. Right. You know, out like that. Mm-mm. Right. Leave them alone. It's cool to have the signatures for the future when you like look back on on your collection or whatever, and you're like, oh, I remember when I met so and so. Like I'll always look at those Chris Claremont signatures and remember, like that whole experience. Yep. You know, but I'm not going to go buy the signature of, um, you know, somebody who I never met. Like St- like Stan Lee. Like I wouldn't. I I got signatures from Stan Lee, and I I met him wow. because I was doing it, but I would not go and buy. A Stanley signature, right? Because there's no so personal. There's not, not it's not add personal. Any value to yeah. anything, really? Oh, it does. Does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, financial value. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant like. I mean, per- personally, like um, yeah, per- yeah. Personal the pers- value. The much. personal value is not there when yeah. I spend five hundred dollars, probably more than that. But like to get a book that he had signed and touched, I'm not excited about that. I've, I've, you shouldn't pay five hundred dollars for a Stanley signature. He signed, no, he signed everything, everything for the last. If you two had a decades. box of Fruit Loops, you put yeah. it in front of him, he would sign yeah. it. Yeah. But the, <laughs> part of that, part of that again is going back to, uh, to the the Stanley thing is a a sad and frustrating thing. Yeah, for sure. Because I do have some of his autographs, and I do question whether or not he wanted to be there. I have a. Uh, Adam West signature, and I know he didn't want to be there. Oh yeah, because it was obvious. You know, it was 1989. Wow. Oh really? And um, Sierra was born. Really <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> no. But, uh, but uh, me but too. <laughs> Adam, Adam West may have not wanted to be there, but he wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't elder abuse. It wasn't the guy. Oh, not yet, him. not yet. Right. No, yeah. Stanley's yeah, yeah. like that's like, Twilight the, years were brutally right. Like, he so was just some of those autographs, cause... I look at the. The year that I got them, and I I haven't done a lot of research because mm-hmm. I don't think I want to know if that was during that time when that guy was taking advantage of him and forcing him to do things. Probably, I mean, no. The last I few years for sure. Him. Well, I mean, uh, here's nice. the thing: he was there, you know. Yeah. Like Adam West, like wasn't happy and visibly unhappy. Right. You're like Stan Lee. He was just there, like oblivious because he was. Yeah, and the the first signature I have from him, I got the picture as well, and he was happy and he laughed and when I said something, I made a joke and he laughed and so I Excelsior. uh, I don't think he said that. Maybe, but all I remember is going, 
ah. And then I did finger guns, and I had orange glasses and a Pussifer shirt on. A Pussifer shirt. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm sure he was just like uh, smiling because I want to be away from this guy as soon as possible. <laughs> I mean, that probably wasn't it. He was just like, cool, another 50 bucks. Right. Another yeah, yeah, 50 yeah. bucks for the kids, you know. But uh, I do get all of my autographs authenticated, not because I want to resell them, but when I die someday, somebody, my kids, hopefully, will get them. And if they don't want to keep them, they'll want to sell them. So for sure, there's an it's an easy way to identify that it's actual signature and what the value is because it's graded at that point. Chris Claremont asked me if I wanted the signatures on the front or inside the cover. And, and I just said on the front, that way I don't have to ever open it to right. see a signature. Yeah. I'm sure he was thinking, oh, cool, you're going to flip it. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Uh, April, what is, I'm forgetting her name right now, forgive me, uh, but the woman who played the first April O'Neil, uh, she was telling me too, because she would sit and talk, and she was like, a lot of people, they tell me they're not going to sell it. I don't care what you do with it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I'm it's like, not going to affect me. Right. In, in, I, you're in a matter price. of seconds, it Did will not affect me. The inside or the outside? The outside. <laughs> the outside. I told her not so to. So we could sell it. Yeah, yeah, so I could sell it. I mean, I got a, but I got an uh, autograph from Mushroomhead. Uh, nice. Or like most, like of the, the band whole band members from Mushroomhead. Most of them. Some of them didn't come out. They just kept. They came out and just immediately started complaining about Slipknot. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I can't say anything. Some of those dudes have signed the ceiling. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> but like, <laughs> one I of the dudes isn't in the band. I wish I would have thought to ask them, like, do you like sign the front, like, or like flip the album cover inside out? I got Super Buick at the at the stand where where they're selling merch, and the guy just opens it and signs the inside of it and closes it. I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's like, I want to see that. I want to. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, I want to see that. When I look at that album, they do yeah. great records, and they have these cool like plexiglass things where like if it's a gatefold or what have you, it's open, and right. they'll also have it takes up that much more room, of course. Right. But they'll also have ones where like it has the inside slip cover and like all kinds of different stuff. So you can get um, plexiglass that will display those inside signatures oh, if yeah? you want. Huh. It's a little Pretty bit cool. of effort, not much though. Nice. So find yeah. that stuff now. You know. No, I know. If go. I can find that album, be <laughs> well, they sell records here too. So, you know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. we do sell records. This I got a, a bunch of signed stuff from Exodus and Destruction and POD and a bunch of metal stuff and a Tori Amos record for some reason. Oh, that's weird. But I cool. think it's cool. And when I posted that or Tori Amos um, with all these other records, more people ask about the Tori Amos than any other thing. They're crazy. But then when they find out how much it is, because she doesn't do a lot of signatures, right? Um, they're like, "Oh, like, never mind." Yeah. You're like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" That's that's the one, the one signature that I bought without being there for the experience mm-hmm. was Johnny Cash. It's not a great signature, wow. and so it wasn't super. Exp- it's like three fifty, which is still expensive. But it, my it's, eyes are huge right now. Folks, it's like that's a lot of money. it's signed in. Uh, I want to say like ball ballpoint black pen. Yeah, uh, but as we all know, he wears black. And so he signed it like across his body onto the black oh, and white so, photo. Uh, so it's like you can see the cash part, three, but not the Johnny very well. <laughs> he says something. I there. did. <laughs> but I bought it in the Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville, Tennessee. 
And cool. so it it tied that experience to that autograph because yeah. there was no way I was going to meet him, right? And so I was like, and I was trying to impress a girl, but um, <laughs> uh, so I was like, I'll, that doesn't I'll sound cute. Do it. I'll I'll get that. Oh yeah, yeah I'll drop this three fifty easy. Well, because the the next one up was a very clear signature, and it like the the next tier was like twelve fifty fifteen hundred. And I was like, <laughs> like, here's your shitty I'll signature get the for 351. a ridiculous number or a really ridiculous decent signature. Yeah. But I didn't open it from the museum, so all that like authentication is still there if oh, I ever want gotcha. to resell it, which I kind of do. It still has a story attached to it, and that's, again, why I, I like to get stuff like that because people can, you know, when you're showing your house or showing your collection, people are like, what's that? Oh, let me tell you. Sit I'm down, sure you're still children. with the girl, too. Then you get the pipe, and you sit down. Put on your smoking jacket. I have a story for you. <laughs> sit by the fire. It's yeah. time for the cash story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I don't know how that turned into like autograph story time. But... Yeah, whatever. Sidebar. <laughs> yeah, sidebar. As always. Uh, good stuff, man. You don't really think about that until you start talking about it. Right. Yes, you know, yeah. exactly. A lot of times. Yeah. Uh, you know what I don't think about unless we talk about? What's that? The Star Wars. I don't think that's true. That's a lie. I, I feel that's, that's a lie. <laughs> think about I feel it all that's a pretty big lie. Definitely yeah. a lie. Why would you bring up Star Wars, though? Uh, so the book that we read this week is called Thrawn Alliances, uh, written by Timothy Zahn and Woo! Jody Hauser. Uh, artists are Pat Olief. 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 And Andrea DeVito. I told you I'm not really good with names. <laughs> You're doing your best. Uh I got the uh, colorist is uh, Rachel Rosenberg. I am doing my best, and that's all I ask. That that's anybody... all you ask of yourself, is to do your best? Yeah, yeah. do yeah. your best. That's it. Um, letters, VC, Travis Laneham, and cover artists. There's a bunch of them. The A cover is Rod Reese. Um, Colton. Yo. Do you know anything about Thrawn? No. <laughs> what about, about Star Thrawn? Wars? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Do you read comics? I'm not a big comic reader, okay. uh, to be honest with you. But uh, That's right. We enjoy, we enjoy having the, the noobs on the show. Cause, yeah? Yeah, because it's fun Good, to like, pick your brain about what you thought. You know, Because yeah. Yeah. a lot of times this is a whole new experience for people. Right. Where they've never read a comic in their life, uh-huh. and that's and one there's of a whole the subculture of nerds that like, yeah, oh yeah, vivaciously just consume. Yeah, you know? and I, I, I think it was Stanley that said, any comic book can be somebody's first comic book, and so it's true. You yeah. know, there have been a couple of people on the show where that was their first comic, right? So, yeah. So what did you what did you think? I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know who Thrawn was, but my okay. girlfriend's a huge Star Wars fan, and she looked nice. at it, she, oh my god. <laughs> um, do you but, watch any of the shows or the movies or anything for yeah, Star Wars? Yeah, I watch, uh, I didn't watch Clone Wars, which I was told he came around He's during, around like, in the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but I do I do watch some of the newer shows, uh, Mandalorian, um, I haven't watched uh, Ahsoka yet. So that's okay. where you would have seen him in live action. Oh, cool! That's his Ahsoka. first live action appearance. Is that new Ahsoka? Oh, wow! Season, yeah, and I the voice actor who who played sure. him in the sh- in the cartoon, the, the animated series, yeah, plays him in as a live action oh, really? character as well. And it's 
it's very good. Um, you know, you can say what you want about the Ahsoka show. I was all aboard until the last episode, and it's not that I jumped off. It's just I wanted more from that last episode. Okay. But um, he just knocks it out of the park. And think of the biggest, baddest dude, and that's what Thrawn is as far as, you know, there's, like, the Emperor, there's Darth Vader, and then there's Thrawn. Yeah. You know, that's like the hierarchy of the big bads in Star Wars. Is, okay. Yeah. That's kind of the impression I got from the comic. Yeah. Because he's like working with Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. And he's kind of being kind told of, what to do with the Emperor. They definitely are butting heads, but I mean. That's as I say, is like they're kind of like arguing at times. And you're like, yeah. who argues with Darth Vader? I know, right? <laughs> so Thrawn is the only non-humanoid, even though he's a humanoid, to, to hold a position of power within the Empire. Hmm. And it's because his species is so... Like mentally, they're intelligent. Yeah, they're super smart. They're beyond smart. And he even like the first panel, he flexes his knowledge of strategist. Right, and that's exactly what it is. He he flexes immediately, like explaining why he knows so and so did so and so, and he does a great job of that in the Ahsoka show. And that's what I really liked about Ahsoka was he was absolutely who he should have been. His character is Thrawn. Cause he's, and he's like always shown as being calm right. and calculated mm-hmm. and already knowing what you've done or what you're about to do. Yeah, he's two steps ahead all the time because yeah. he already thought about it. He's like the Batman of the Empire in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just like... I never thought about he it. Already knows way, yeah. what's, he already knows what you're doing. Wow. And it's so it's very difficult to beat him and that's kind of the point. Um, he was written originally by Timothy Zahn, uh, late 80s, right? When those was books came out? Heir to the Empire? Yeah, Heir to the Empire. Yeah. Um, I thought, I th- I originally thought that this was supposed to be almost like a comic book adaptation of that. No, they did that already. They did that already. Yeah, we have the number one over there, greater than 9.0 for only $200. Oh, very nice. But um, um, <laughs> that was that was when Dark Horse had it, and they literally right. just did a... Like a carbon copy a, of it. Well, not a carbon copy, but a comic book yeah. adaptation of the novel series. The novel series is the, it takes place immediately the day after Jedi ends. So Luke is still dealing with like electricity, like fluctuations within his own body because he got electrocuted by the Emperor for like a good five minutes or whatever. Yeah. That you know? Was, that was a good scene. I like yeah, yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, they go into this whole thing where he meets Luke meets Mara Jade, who eventually becomes his his wife. Um, and she was what's called the Hand of the Emperor. So she's a Force-sensitive um, humanoid that was basically working for the Emperor. And so she she's on a mission to find Luke Skywalker to, to kill him for killing the Emperor, basically. So Thrawn is in that whole storyline, and it's one of the best Star Wars books ever. Still, that's one of the like because I was pretty young when it came out, and that's one of the big novels that mm-hmm. I read, mm-hmm. and I can't remember any of it. So like that, it goes that, a little off the rails. That was really fun to just listen to. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, then what happens?" Well, Dark Jedi. There's eventually there's a Luke clone that Luke has to fight because there's a Dark Jedi, and basically a Dark Jedi is they're not Sith because they weren't trained by a Sith Lord, but they're not a Jedi. They're not following. Okay. The Jedi Order. They're not following the concepts of the Jedi. They have their own opinion on the Force, and they use dark, mad, dark Force. You know, like stuff that the Jedi Order would cons- look down upon and say you can't do that. Even though immediately, the, like one of the first things you see Obi Wan use 
is Dark Jedi Force because he tricks that stormtrooper into not apprehending them, basically. That's considered Dark Jedi stuff. Huh. Cool. Yeah, there's a real fine yeah, line. It gets, like, yeah. But I wanted I to escape that. and not die, so I had to do that. So I had you know? to do that? It's either that or I murked them, and I probably shouldn't do that either. Um, I thought this this entire team did a fantastic job. The writing, the art, the color, everything, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, was just done so well. It captures the essence of every character that's portrayed, and it's exactly how they should be. Yeah. You know, Vader is definitely, you know, he's still under the, the what's the word here, uh, the guidance of the Emperor at yeah. this rate. Because yeah, this yeah. is pre-Jedi, post-Empire. Colton's yeah. like, okay. okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know the timeline very well. Um, uh, did you watch Jesse the original three movies? <laughs> Have you watched the original yeah. three movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, after Luke gets his hand cut off and right. Han Solo gets put in the carbonite? Yeah. There's two years where we don't get a story. Yeah. Stuff happens, but we don't know about it. And then Return of the Jedi happens. And Luke's a Jedi Knight and Han Solo's a Jabba's. He's a Jedi Knight. Wasn't he? Wasn't that not technically because he wasn't still being trained? Well, Or did they go back and fix that and they said he had a trainer and became a knight? He he was a knight, and he wasn't master until that last meeting with Yoda okay. when he dies. And okay. then Yoda's like, your training's done. Even though he says, well, there's one more thing you have to do. Right. And that's go face Vader. Yeah. Which most Padawans probably didn't have to fight their father. Probably not. <laughs> to, like, Maybe become not. a Jedi Knight, but okay. Probably a unique situation. <laughs> and, and it is a unique situation in general, because Luke wasn't supposed to be trained at that age. And, you know, and... They tried to keep Luke away from the Force completely because they know his bloodline is Skywalker. Right. But, you know, that's all. I'm not... Now... Retcon crap. I I did say everything about this was great. Mm -hmm. I did have a weird uh, question or or something about the writing. I don't know if it was Timothy Zahn or Jody Hauser. Don't beat me up. Zahn probably came up with the concepts and Hauser was scripting. Yeah, because he's probably a little bit also... um, He's a novelist. Con- like a contractor to... to uh, right, What is right. the word I'm looking for? Like, if they ask... He's a like question, a script writer. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, hey, we have a question. Would this character... Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, consultant. Consultant, thank you. Um, there's this There's this part where they're talking. Darth Vader uh, and... Uh, Thrawn. Thrawn. And Thrawn... No, it was... It's actually this this woman here. I forget her name. Um, Not Admiral Piet. But she, but she's like, I don't know anything other than comet strike or volcanic eruption that could cause such widespread devastation. Vader says, "We're here. We are not here to solve mysteries, Commodore Pharaoh. That's who mm, it is. There you go. We are here to seek out that disturbance that the Emperor sensed." Yeah, Darth. That is a mystery, though. You are there to figure out a mystery. I mean, yeah, right, right, right. If he would have other mysteries, we're here for one. And how would you know that they're not related in some way? Right. You know, that that is, uh, it's funny because you brought that up. Um, I, in this book, I was, I was a little uh, frustrated with, with Vader, honestly, because he just seems so pinpoint, like one track, like blinders on. About everything, and I don't know if that's because he can already sense that this shit isn't important, or if he's just being, you know. 
I think seems he should to be tr- towards her. I mean, that's not the only time he snapped. Well, like, he has right. to, you know, he always yeah. has to down talk everybody right. to give him that sense of power. And I he, wonder... there was a point where he was like, your commander gave you an order. Yeah. Follow it. And, follow it. And he's, he's like, no, hold on. Thrawn's like, wait. Yeah. Let's see what she has to say. And he's like, oh, we'll save this amount of time going here to there. Which right. was, yeah, which was an, in- that was, I liked that that scene yeah. a lot it shows the difference in 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 how these people command people right right, right. there's leaders of men and there's just the guys up in the tower that are t- giving the orders right at, at this point would thrawn and darth vader be equivalent on not their... at all okay no. um i don't even know if he's a grand admiral yet in this i, think, um, I thought he was i, I know he's definitely called admiral yeah i don't know if he's a grand admiral okay um but I know that uh, what's his face is probably dead by this time. Um, uh, the one in the first one in episode four. I know who you're talking about. Um, ooh, well, anyways. Then I just dropped the. Well, here's name. the whole thing. Like, there's the Empire, and then there's the Emperor and Vader, Lord Vader. Right. Thrawn works for the Empire. Vader is a Sith Lord. He works for the Emperor. Sometimes mm, okay. they're goals aren't always empire bound they're not always for the empire which is the end game right that's like the empire is going to take over and they're in charge right but vader and he even talks about it in episode four where he's just like you know your guys stupid war is nothing compared to the power of the force blah 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 his his vader answers to one person and that's only the emperor the emperor yeah and that's just because he's a lapdog but he's not necessarily the main dude in the empire. If that makes sense. Right. The, em- I, the emperor is pulling all those strings. Vader just does his own thing. I love, we have people right now listening that are like yeah. screaming. They're like, the name is this, you idiots. Yeah. You guys call yourselves professionals. It, it was, it was episode four where he's Darth Vader <coughs> choking a guy. And then the guy in charge said, Vader, release him. And, so he releases him and says, I love you. God, I can't even remember the actor's name right now. I know. He doesn't say, I love you. He says, as you, as you wish. Right? <laughs> as as you always, wish. <laughs> I always made that joke. Like, oh, he loves that guy. That's why that actor's a famous uh, Hammer hammer Horror actor, too. And it's making that. me so mad. Hammer they, Horror is like the, the continuation of Universal Monsters that wasn't Universal Monsters. Oh, okay. It's like Hammer Horror Dracula and Blackula oh, gotcha. and Revenge of Blackula and yeah. like... But they also recreated him, a CGI for episode. Yes, yeah. episode It was Rogue was One. Oh, it was Rogue One. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, it was right there too. Oh man. Anyways, that guy. Name. If you're a nerd, you know exactly what we're talking about, and you're welcome to Not leave Admiral comments P- somewhere and you make fun of us. Piet's name, but whatever. <laughs> I am remembering Piet's name for know, some right? reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> but needless to say, um, so you know, the imp- the Emperor gave Vader instructions. And Vader can tell anybody in the Empire what to do, and they have to listen to him. Yeah. But Thrawn is their leader, right? He's the one who's in the trenches making the calls. Vader is just out there kicking ass all the time, and he's just using the Force and doing his own thing. I like Vader. He's more of a weapon. Sure, he's the the blunt (laughs) force. Right? Oh, am I not close enough? Yeah. Yes. Can you hear me now? I can. I <laughs> like how I couldn't hear you, though. <laughs> what? What? Huh? So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Vader is definitely the blunt object used to beat people down, right? Thrawn is giving the commands 
and then they they just have to listen to Vader when Vader has to something to say. Yeah. But and I wonder I am so interested where this is going to go because I wonder if Vader has some sort of tactic that he's trying to use to maybe throw Thrawn off some sort of track. Just the way that he's not like coming down on him, but I don't know. It, it, it just it, seems like he's letting something go because he knows he can get the upper hand later. I'm sure we're going to see, because um, something we didn't talk about yet is this book takes place, like I said, in between Empire and Jedi, and then it says now. Yeah. So that's the timeline is there. But then they have these flashbacks to the same area when Anakin was not Vader and Thrawn was uh, uh, just in the Chiss army. Yeah. And he wasn't yet part of the Empire. So... Did you notice that? Like yeah. the difference in time? And it was Queen Amidala. Or... At first I did. Well, it was Padme. Right? It was post-Queen Amidala. Oh, yeah, pre... flashbacks. Yeah, I, was, I found it weird that uh, they were talking about, uh, before, just before a flashback, they had mentioned the Jedi known as Anakin Skywalker. And then it goes, and I was like, wait a minute, why, is, why are they mentioning Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader? And it like, just, I don't understand. It just shows up. <laughs> was like, it's like uh, a it's weird... Flashbacks. Yeah, it's it's like, a weird way to like... I feel stupid. Third person. Well, yeah, you I mean, shouldn't. It's, you you shouldn't. don't read comics a lot. There, there Comics are do flashbacks a lot, and sometimes yeah. they won't tell you. <laughs> sometimes they change color, like color artists or even artists, oh, yeah. and that's great. I think that helps kind of differentiate. Oh, man, that uh, last Ronin episode two where Eastman does the black and white flashback. Oh, was the yeah. best example of what you're talking about. But I think they did it here as well. Like, if I feel like you see this, this is the before, mm-hmm. and so this is the now. I think so I, I would like, like to artists... know if 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 Vader knows that Thrawn knows that he's Anakin. There's a That's part in there I where I think. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I okay. think there's a part where like they're talking as Vader and Thrawn. And he says something about knowing about Anakin, or something. But I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if Thrawn knows that Vader used to be Anakin because he knows everything, right? So yeah. he's got to, right? Right. But that's, that's but like hint literally at the point of Thrawn is he, if there is something to know, he knows it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and or he's already thought about it. And like I said, that's the Batman aspect where like he's thought of all scenarios and he knows he's been doing it for so long and he knows. I'm going to say human nature, but like, you know, it's not just humans, yeah. but intelligent, people, right, intelligent behavior, creature yeah. behavior. And he can guess or just predict what your next moves are five moves later. Yeah. And so I'm, I, it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he knows that they know each other. If this is something that they're, I like that. I also wonder if the emperor knows that. You know, does the Emperor know about this past thing that happened? The Emperor doesn't know anything. I think he does, man. You know, they put him off like that, but I don't think so. I think he got too old. I think after he electrocuted himself a little bit and melted his face, I think he became old and he just wasn't as good as he used to be. I feel like you're full of shit right here. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, so, So their relationship in this book is what's really got me in, interested seeing how Thrawn deals with Vader because Thrawn has obviously got a cooler head right obviously right Vader has always just gone head force like we said he's been he's, very the, he's the blunt object that's there to beat down the door mm-hmm. 
And he's, he runs on emotions. Right. He always has. Yeah. So. I know a lot of people make jokes about that with Anakin and being like, eh. But that's literally the point. Right. Is that he gets mad and then he chokes people to get information out of them. And then they die and he doesn't get the information. That's literally the first <laughs> scene in episode four. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Right. So. Um, yeah. So. Um, anything else? Any other topics on the book that you want to. I mean, we could go on for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to see what Here, these different factions on the planet are. Beer? Um, Sorry, say again. I'm interested to see what the different factions are on the planet here. It looks like they're in an outer rim kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, in yeah, fact, I, the name of the planet, like, I didn't catch. Oh, Batu. Batu, they, right. They're on the, the... Isn't that... <coughs> Disneyland? Excuse me. Right, it's Galaxy's Edge planet. Right, yeah. and so I was like, wait, I thought they didn't have that anywhere. And then I saw the... Uh, I saw the... Uh, like, one of the scenes that they drew... I was like, I've been there. And we, I, we just topped off our, our beverages, yeah. so a podcast? A podcast. Yeah. Podcast. A podcast. Cheers, guys. Not Cheers. a podcast. This race. is an amazing beer. This is really good. So so this is Disney. Right. They're, shoehorning they're in their lore into the already existing lore. And there's nothing right. we can really do about this. So we just have to... You know, I like it. I'm not going to complain. I'm fine with it. You know, um, I, and I get it. If I was Walt or uh, I, I, Iger, right? Yeah. Um, I would demand this. You know, like our well, brand has to be part of this brand because we're the same now. Right, but that was part of it. Is when they built it, they were talking about okay, so what are we going to build? Um, do you want to do Naboo? Do you want right. to do this? Do you want to do that? Um. Tatooine, maybe. Thank God I didn't do Tatooine. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> We're just walking Tatooine. around the desert. <laughs> Yay, Disney desert. <laughs> All you have to do is drive a couple hours uh, northeast. And Don't you're in go the to Kingsman or Needles, desert. for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, I used to live in the Mojave Desert. Um, but they were, they were trying to decide what to do. And then the Imagineers were like, well... You know, everybody's been to these places. Right. Why don't we create something that is not in the movies, they're not in the books, that it is a totally unique place to them that they have to come to experience. Right, right. And which I think a, is great. It's it's a, a galaxy far, far away unless you go to Disneyland and it's right there. That's right there. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested why what the decision would have been to put it in this book. I, I mean, Thrawn is wildly cash, popular. Uh, cash grab. Oh. It, it's know, just linking stuff together. Just like, right. you know, like in episode eight, the dice were the big thing oh, that were yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. And then they were like a focal point in the solo movie. And you were just like, solo movie was you couldn't even see that crap in episode four. You know, like it right. wasn't there. They made it exist and they shoehorned it in for, for their purposes. Just and, like the fans have done with an ice cream maker. <laughs> but that's an that's an RL thing, right? Right. Like, that's that's a that's freaking ice cream maker. I have fun. one of those. It's on the yeah. counter, you know. And I, I can only imagine how difficult it is to find one of those vintage ice cream makers now because oh, of now they're crazy. Oh, they got to be expensive, right? <laughs> and <laughs> those manufacturers are like, yes, yeah, you should bring it back, and then it doesn't sell. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, Batu is the planet. Batu, yeah. Um, they have a. 
Thrawn and Vader have a history on this planet. It's tied in with Padme and uh, apparently another one of her handmaidens. Is that, do you, how would you pronounce that? Duya? Duja? Uh, Duja? Uh, du, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Duja know how to say her name. I Duja not. <laughs> um, my guess, based on how she looks, is she was one of uh, Queen Amidala's body doubles. Okay. And then as she became Senator Amidala, these women became her her hands, just like, yeah, so to speak. And they became kind of like, you know, her helper people. And, yeah. Right. And so, you know, we lose one of those people in this one. <laughs> There's that scene in episode, I think it's two, where like one of her body doubles dies. And she's like, I failed you. And everybody's like, no, no you did was... exactly what you were supposed yeah. to. You died instead <laughs> you of me. You took the bullet. That was your <laughs> that job. That was your job. And so you did not fail me. You're just no, you just dead. You failed Sorry. yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You shouldn't have taken this job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely stoked on this. I've been in and out on the Star Wars books lately. Um, okay. Bounty Hunter's kind of like lost its flavor. Yeah, um, Dr. Afro, I, I wasn't a fan of since Go. As far as this new run, um, yeah, I Doctor Afra has done the ups and downs for me. I, I also jumped off that book. I still love that character. Yeah, and when who was it? Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one that created her. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. It was amazing, and then it changed hands. And that happens a lot. It know? does. Like Spider Man hasn't always been good. Right. You know, Stanley yeah. Dick, he'll jump off. Other people come in. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes yeah. it is. So I, I'll always say Dr. Aphra I like as a character, and I hope that she comes into the real world universe or whatever. Right, right. The live action universe. Yeah. For I, sure. I think she'd be a great character. Yeah. Basically, she's, she's like Indiana Jones. She's the Han Solo of, of the bad guys. Uh, she's know? the Indiana Jones. She's the Harrison Ford. She's the oh, Harrison Ford <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of the bad guys. But she, you know, like Her Indiana Jones still draws a line. Like, this is bad. Yeah. And I'm not going to cross that line. In a she doesn't, she doesn't no, draw she doesn't that, line. that line. She'll, she'll murk you. She'll betray you. She'll, she'll double destroy crush you. Artifact if it'll right. benefit her. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, she's more of a selfish character than Indiana Jones is. Yeah. But I get what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, that's I like that. She's the Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. I mean, makes sense. And, uh, God, Harrison Ford, man. A small tangent. Um, Harrison Ford, can you think of any actor that's more successful than Harrison Ford? Uh, Keanu Reeves. How many large blockbuster okay. has Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves not been Keanu in? Not Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I don't besides, know. He made a pretty besides big John comeback. Wick. Sure, sure, absolutely. But he had to make a comeback. Um, yeah, that's true. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford never Ford didn't nothing. have to come no. back at all. He's um, actually he was there. even mentioned by the first April O'Neil in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Harrison Ford is? <laughs> yeah, because she, she sees, the, she sees uh, Splinter passes out or whatever, and then they wake her up and telling her the story. And she interrupts, and she just says, why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? <laughs> Heart one of my favorite, for sure. Yeah, right? one of my favorite scenes. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I met her. I don't know if I told that story. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, wow. You should tell us that story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll cross lines, you know, 
Like that's the, that's her difference. I right. feel like that's why. But she's got that. I mean, she even kind of looks like Han Solo, like wearing the vest, and you know, she's yeah, like a little bit. She's a lovable smuggler, just... but she's on the <laughs> evil side as opposed to the good side. Yeah, evil, and it's like, like the smuggler. color changing the colors of the vest mm-hmm. and making it subtle enough that it's not like, oh, that's just Han Solo as a woman. Right. Right. And she right. definitely has her own character. I'm not right. trying to say that she's not her own character. I'm just trying to say. For for a layman, if you don't know Doctor Afra, you may understand the the reference. If I say she's the she's a bad guy on Solo, yeah. And again, um, all of this stuff is individual, right? Somebody may not like the beginning with Karen Gillan writing it, mm-hmm. and then when the other people took it up, and I, I mean that's fine and great. I've never met anybody who didn't like that first Darth Vader run. No, hundred percent. Gillen's. I have a. I have his autograph on that Darth Vader book. Nice. Did you meet him? Yeah. Nice. It was good. Cool. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I, well, it was fine. I couldn't understand a single word he said. Oh, really? Because yeah. he's so Brit. Yeah, because he's got. Is, Boy, is, he, is, is he Scottish or Irish or? Is that what it is? I it's know. something, but it was really thick, and I was like, "Oh God, uh huh, oh yeah." So this I really chiss, like. It. like fighter thing that that thrawn is in when when he first meets anakin in the past oh yeah is is interesting you know one of my favorite things about star wars or any sci-fi is the the ships right like my favorite character in star trek hands down is the enterprise it's not freaking picard even though i like picard you know (laughs) it's 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 the ships i love the millennium falcon you know i'm a i'm a car guy so in my opinion these are just modern you know futuristic Hot rods. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I'd like to see what's going on with the ship. It's it's got weird. It reminds me of um. You've seen Alien, right? Mm-hmm. The first one, Alien. Right. Okay. You don't really see the ship though. When you watch Covenant, that's when you really see the ship. Okay. Because they're running from it as it's falling, even though they could have just sidestepped. Yeah. You know that thing. Yeah, um, yes, the, the space is done typically in a lot of <laughs> movies, but I digress. <laughs> the, the, that's what it was. Is the, the gravity was weird there? <laughs> but anyways, his ship looks cool. So I want to see more. I want to see more of the past. We don't okay. know a lot about the Chiss and like like Thrawn's background. We know some. I want more, and that's I'm hoping this book's going to deliver that. I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. I don't like the back and forth. I think we talk about this all the time. It is difficult. And I've complained about it myself with you. Yeah. The and it's with the flashbacks? Or? Yeah, yeah, with flashbacks. Yeah. It's like you're telling two different stories. This is two different books, you guys. You could you could literally be like, oh, if you're liking this, check out what happened earlier. Or... That's why I think their relationship in the present, quotation marks. It's going to come up. Yeah. It, it, their past is definitely going to have, a, have, an, have an effect on how they deal with the situation now. Do you think they're going to turn it for a loop and Darth Vader remembers, but Thrawn won't? It's very possible. Yeah. It's very possible. But I think that they indicated about halfway through the book. There was a, like there a was weird a, look. An acknowledgement Thrawn was giving of it. Like, right, right. Because Darth Vader said something. And he I said think. something about Anakin and yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I think. Uh, oh, I do love this part. This one guy, or it's that, it's. Uh, Commodore Commodore yeah. Faro, she's she's like it'll take approximately thirty nine hours, and then she leaves, and Darth Vader's just eleven. Eleven. <laughs> He's like that bitch can't even do math. <laughs> and, uh, that was the thing is Thrawn is like what? 
He's always got to belittle people. And he people. goes, yeah, actually, I agree with you. That's yeah. a power yeah. trip. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a power trip. And, 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 you know, like I was saying, there's, there's leaders of men and there's people who lead through fear. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the emperor, I feel like, is both. Yeah. Vader is just fear. You're scared of me because I can do what I want. And don't forget it. And because In fact, I'm not going to let joke. you forget it. Yeah. I don't won't for, let you forget. Don't I forget will, Force Choke. I can, can mutilate you from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Just think about it. <laughs> Across space. That's one I of can, the, like, murk you. One of the things I like about Thrawn is that he 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 is a leader. Right. He's not... Darth Vader is one of those people that is, like, if he's your boss, you're like, oh, shit. I have to do what he says because they're going to do the thing and come down on me. With Thrawn, it's very much of a, like, oh, I get to work with this person. Like, they are a leader. Yeah. You get to be there. And he'll teach you something. Yeah. But he won't make you, he might make you feel He's using his people as a resource. People are definitely. Darth Vader is more of, like, a dictator. Like, yeah. You're just a number in Vader's eyes, right? Right. And, like, if you don't succeed, the next guy up is going to do what I need him to do. Mm -hmm. You know, he's. That's how it goes. Um, I'm going to toot my own horn here real quick a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I was at the con okay. from beginning to end every day. Yeah. I was there from go. I helped him break everything down. I helped everything set up, and I was there all day every day. And one of my uh, volunteers, quotation marks, um, <laughs> he, he mentioned, like, that's good for buy-in. You know, like, the people who work here at Astro Zombies – I want them to feel like they're part of this, not just that right. I'm. It's my place, and they work for me. Do what I and, say, or else. Right, right, exactly. And I've, I've, I've managed like that. I've been forced to manage like that, and it was effective to a certain point. Right. The numbers were there, but I was working my ass off. I was working six days a week, and when I wasn't there, I didn't know if I could trust people because I was a dick. Yeah. You know, like here, I feel like everybody wants to do the right thing because I treat them with respect. And they want to do the right thing. Not not because I told them to, but because they should. Because yeah. they want to for me. So, I agree with that. I see you know, it. I, I think I would take Thrawn's approach. Lessons or do. Leadership, I do for sure. take Thrawn's approach more so yeah. as a leader than Vader's. Um, I, I am force choking Jason right now just a little bit. Yeah. So that he, he's like, he's sitting at home trying to read the comics for Tuesday and he's like, why is my neck so tight and throat so itchy? I'll, I'll let him know on Wednesday. Yeah. Just feel like I force choked you on the show. You better listen to <laughs> you it. You remember please. that feeling you had? It was me. <laughs> yeah. Say it just like that. <laughs> Maybe I won't. Yeah. No, no. You, remember you that should. feeling you had when you were in the show? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Um, no, I definitely see it. I mean, you know, I've been coming, I've been coming to the shop now for a while. I can't even remember Years. how long. And um, that's why I come back is because it's fun. It's not um, – I don't feel stupid when I ask dumb questions. Because, like, even now with the Star Wars stuff, I'm just like, oh, and then what happened? <laughs> right. But I, I used to be the Star Wars know-it-all. This is back in the day before right, right. too much. Um, but uh, it's – like, I never feel stupid 
when I'm like, wait, I thought it was something else. Oh, and you explain. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. And it's not like, oh. The good news is I'm not always yeah. right either, you know? So yeah. I, I'm always, my, my knowledge, even though it, it's, it's usually pretty right, it's not always right. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, somebody in podcast land is like, you don't know what you're talking about. And Especially when we're trying to remember that guy's name that, that was about Darth name? Vader, Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> oh wait, that's wasn't the... it? Was it a Grand Admiral? Uh, no, I don't think so. Who was it? Was it? A... it was a no idea. It was an admiral, a general, admiral, general, yeah. commodore. Oh, man, we're somewhere other nerd dollar things. general. I got dollar him. general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good. Yeah, he was really good He's at one telling of my favorite me... characters. I can't remember. <laughs> I didn't remember that name. Have you been to the Dollar General lately? Oh Nothing's no, you're a dollar not supposed anymore. to go. Nothing, nothing can be a dollar anymore. <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, this is only a dollar? I'm not buying that. Yeah. There's no way. And so don't buy your batteries for a dollar. I'm just saying. Yeah. I remember there was a certain point that some things that shouldn't have been dollar, a dollar was a dollar. Right. right. Like a can of, you know, Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Yeah. You can get like, a normal grocery store for 79 cents. It's like, now this is a dollar. He's like at the dollar at store. The dollar store. Like, well, I guess that makes sense. But they only carry stuff that's not even store. a dollar. Usually, <laughs> you can get this somewhere else for fifty cents, but at the dollar store, it's a dollar. It's gonna be the five dollar store now. Right, right. If you there's there's been a recent story about uh, like Dollar General and dollar stores. If if uh, if you watch what is the last week tonight, I think maybe John Oliver. Yeah, mm-hmm. check that one out. It's it's wild. I have not. Oh yeah, those, I have not been into one of those. It's stores super in a while. predatory. Yeah, and well, and it's predatory to employees, but it's also because it is. It's falling apart on the inside. Well, of course. I, it is. I mean, how can you it. possibly <laughs> expect to make money when your price point is a dollar? Yeah. Imagine, imagine how many transactions you would have to do at a dollar an item to 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 make your money. There was. A brewery in oh, Colorado okay. that did Dollar Beer Wednesdays. I'm going to tell you this Something right now. Something that you can't get away with in New Mexico. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't, Don't do it. Dollar Beer they Wednesdays. They closed. <laughs> I, bet, I bet they did. And, and, and the, I would go. Like, it did drum up some business, but not enough. And I can't remember if the beer was terrible and I was just like, oh, it's cheap. Let's go. Yeah. Because I think we had, like dollar hot dogs dollar beers and like we my wife at the time and i we would walk out of there spending like 10 bucks plastered and like not plastered <laughs> but like we had hot, like whatever appetizers like we had like everything and then beers and mm-hmm. 10 bucks that was great huh. see you guys later the, the, do you'll go out of business yeah so when i was in high school and right out of high school college I lived off dollar whoppers. Nine cent whoppers was like the thing, like yeah. for a long time, mm-hmm. several years, probably like at least five years. So it was like a mainstay. Five dollar whopper. I mean, dollar whoppers. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as they stop that, you know what you're doing is you're 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 putting the value of your product at the bottom, mm-hmm. right? So then when you want to charge more because your product costs more. You're up shit's creek because nobody will come anymore because they don't see the value in right. their product anymore. Yeah. So I think that's what it, I, that has to be what it is because then it's like, oh, we'll only go on Wednesdays now to that one place. Right. We're going to go to the other places because we will spend X amount per beer. Yeah. But we'll always on Wednesday go there. Yeah. And so that's when you have the majority of your 
clientele and then you're only making a, a fraction right of I, I did have one idea of like everyone does like a happy hour yeah and all that totally stuff I, I i was thinking of an, an idea to have a 20-sided die and you could roll for a discount yeah but you get one roll okay and we have to watch you roll yep and you have to take that drink. If you don't want that drink and you order something else, you have to pay full price. Okay. But if you land on something you want, you get like a happy hour price. Okay. So That's cool. I, so I have a, There was a, a, a critical role. Dungeons and Drafts. Oh, up okay. in Colorado. Uh, they also closed, but it was a Damn tax. It. <laughs> it, was a, it was a tax situation. So uh, they did sure this. You, okay. And they closed. <laughs> and well, <laughs> it wasn't tax sucks. evasion. They just they didn't understand the way that they had to pay taxes i guess not yearly oh, yeah. but like quarterly or something i don't know so yeah. so the, you can do it monthly you can do it quarterly you yeah can do it you yearly. can you can do it without like through, throughout but or, I, I don't know if, colorado, if you wait if you wait maybe right i don't know if colorado was different or or well, what but typically it yeah it's hard to budget for it if you do it annually yeah right right it's impossible because so all that. of a sudden yeah. yeah they may have forgotten then the year came up and they owed Fifty million dollars. I don't know. I don't <laughs> no, know. Absolutely. I don't know the exact that's a, that's usually what it something is. they couldn't bounce. bounce but back they um, they had that. They had a twenty sided die, and nice. it would get you a if you rolled a natural twenty, because uh, it's about Dungeons and Dragons, right? And so you rolled a natural twenty, you got a dollar off or something like that. But if you rolled a natural one, you paid an extra dollar. But that extra dollar goes to a specific charity. That's cool. And so it's not like, oh, I rolled a one, so I'm just giving you more money. It's still fun because you're like, ah, I rolled a one, a little bit more money, but the kids get the right. dollar. You know, and that's cool. Um, yeah. There was that a be beverage that would, that would be cool. A beverage station at the con this weekend called Critical Roll, and you could like order online with a QR code, and then for a dollar. They would deliver it as well, oh, um, and it was it was it was delicious. And when I went to because I didn't want to pay the dollar, so I walked over there. But some of the, you can't leave the booth, and that's the whole yeah, point. Yeah. Right? You're stuck at the booth until you're not. Oh, at the gotcha. Booth. Yeah. So um, I went there because I had guys working the booth, so I walked over there, and uh, they have that concept. They have huge twenty sided dice, like you know the size of a um, small soccer ball, and you can roll that. And if you get a 20, you get a discount on your drink. There you go. So, yeah. It was cool. I have a dice I would maybe let you use for it. Yeah. If we I, also I, sell I, dice I, here at Astro Zombies. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, if if my dice, if you roll a natural 20, it says, fuck you. Nice. <laughs> if you roll a natural one, it says, fuck me. Nice. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> because you're the one rolling it. It's like, ah. Um, but you should get those and sell them here for sure. Uh, dice? The ones that say, "This is a kid's place," so fuck you. Oh, is this a, a family okay. podcast about beer? So, <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> right. so we actually Originally. the original concept. <laughs> yeah. it was family friend, and it still is. We we, yeah. we try not to cuss too much, ah. just because it gets every once in a while it gets like that, and then it's like, ah, right. okay, uh, and then we cut it all out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, we want it to be accessible to most anybody. Yeah, yeah of course. Right. You're not drinking beer till you're 21 or until you're 17, right. but you know, um, we want families, definitely the like if, aspect. If, if you're in a car listening to it and the kids are in the car, like hopefully we're not so vulgar that you, you shut it off. It. Right. 
that's kind of what not I not only want. that but cussing you know i like to cuss don't get me wrong so do i but i try to teach my children not not to cuss mm-hmm. to cuss at the right moments right you don't need to have an f-bomb in every sentence and you it's about need... context right like if you're using these curse words All to someone and like really leaning into them that's inappropriate right use better words you know a lot of times it just means you don't have anything to say yeah, <laughs> and sometimes it is anger, and you can't right, think right. of something to say. Right. But that's that's why you like use your words. How would you cut their throat? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, like try to use a different adjective than 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 that every single time. Right. I try to teach my children don't get in the habit of even using those types of adjectives in general. Right. Right. If you don't get into the habit of doing that, then you won't slip up when you're not supposed to be. Right. Don't like get in the habit school. of doing it. You're, it's okay to say them. Yeah. Just don't be in the habit of doing it. And and it's working so far. My yeah. my son cusses a little more than he should on, like when he's gaming. He Especially like, gaming because it's God. It's so much the, when you the listen peer to pressure and yeah. He actually did it himself, but he turned off all uh, on Call of Duty. Just all the people talking, because oh, yeah. it is so it's racist, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't it's... gotten into that as bad. Well, I, I just I turn play, it off. I so play I Call of Duty a lot. I still listen to people so that if they are helpful, I know where to go or whatever. Or oh yeah, but behind me. but you probably play like team deathmatch and stuff. Oh, yeah. I just play free for all. Oh no, I don't do that. only because yes, it's pretty bad in there. It's the worst, man. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm like, you're just showing your ignorance. You're just a dumbass yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Like. And, you know, what's the point of even telling people like that? You can't. Right. I mean, you can't. Right. So I just turn it off. I don't know if people are bitching about how I play or what. Which is great. It off. It's fine because you can't hear it. <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm probably kicking it. your ass, you so you're probably just pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably your pissed because I'm beating your ass. Just like, whatever, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we kind of we decided to change it a little bit and let ourselves be ourselves. Because we are talking about beers isn't for kids, right? Yeah. Uh, right. But, but we still we, want we we want the adults that like comic books that want to bring their kids into the comic book world to be able to be like, oh, they're talking about Thrawn. This is the book that I like, and right. to be able to hopefully bond over that. So if I mean, it, absolutely write in if you were on Twitter and Facebook, and oh, well, not so much. Twitter. I demand more cussing. I demand more cussing. Uh, we're on Facebook it. and uh, right. Instagram. Um, but, it. but if if you if you don't like when we cuss, let us know. I mean, if I have one person tell me that, I'll be like, I'm sorry, that's what the show is. If every single person that listens, I'll be like, all right, maybe we change something. But yeah, and we 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 keep it to a minimum. So yeah, you know. yeah. but then I'd be like, you're still listening though. <laughs> so I don't understand Sucker. why you're. I'm not changing anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> Indeed. Um, so the way we we grade our books, yeah, when we when we read them, um, is it's not a one through five. It's not a like, you know, uh, I give it five Razzies or anything weird like that. It's it's just, are you interested in continuing to read this book? Is it a book that you feel that you would want to read the second episode to see what happens next? And that's the only grading system we have. Oh yeah, it's, it's, I would definitely, especially because. Uh... Of the cliffhanger at the end, it just that's every comic. Yeah. That's that's the point, right? Yeah. If a comic doesn't have that, we'll complain about that. Yeah, oh, really? Because you're like, what yeah, the hell? Like, this comic just ended. It just, it just ended. ended. Well, it's like, and that's 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 a sitcom thing, right? Like, yeah, right. The cliffhanger. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a it's a standard storytelling trope 
For sure. For a reason. Um, how does this one end? It, That's it what ends... I was just about to <laughs> right. cliffhanger. They were blasting out of a bar or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and uh, An- is it Anakin that starts to pass out? Yeah, definitely. The, the last is per- still yeah. doing Spoiler. stuff. Spoilers, guys. <laughs> Always. Yeah, this is a spoiler show. Yeah, so uh, Anakin is passing out as he's seeing Thrawn still ass. fighting they they get surrounded by this uh this this race that they didn't recognize and then um in a bar because it's always in a it's bar. always in a bar yeah. especially it's in the bar in batu yeah right so exactly it's, it, so you it's... can go to the bar in disneyland in batu have you been nice. to this bar i have you have been multiple times multiple times <laughs> got yourself a dark saber <laughs> yeah also i built one and then i built another one on the <laughs> you same two dark sabers no, 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 no. Oh, I okay. built a lightsaber. I was and like, you I built two dark sabers? On the same trip. Uh, really? But both trips, I did that. I also built lightsabers and then built another one and bought one. I have too many lightsabers. Damn. I actually started bringing my lightsabers into the shop because I was just like, what do I need one half of Darth Maul's lightsaber for? And Yeah, I can't get like, Darth Maul's because I would have to have two. I, mean, I got it in anticipation I would get a second one and then yeah. like years passed and I still... Hadn't seen the second one, and I'm not the kind of guy who like goes looking. Right, I, I, it's I just you have. I like organic yeah. like things. Yeah, I have a pretty extensive Star Wars collection, vintage if and you modern. Couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> I guess this is when you were asking what's happened at the shop lately. This is this yeah. is going to fit into that part. Okay. Um, one of my friends, Walter, he when he was a kid, his grandfather said to his mom, "Hey, go to the store. Here's some money." Get every single one of these toys you can find. The toys were Star Wars. It was 1978. Walter calls me about four weeks ago, and he says, Hey, man, I got something you might be interested in. So he brings them by about three, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. It is the first 12, the original first 12 Star Wars action figures that were released. They are still on the card, in the bubbles, sealed to the cards, are are they the individual ones or the one that you sent in for? It's or? not the early bird. Okay, <laughs> right. I was because the early bird certificate is worth more than the ones that you would get by sending it in. If I understand. Yeah, yeah. So the early but bird certificate are, is almost impossible to find because because right, everybody sent it in. They wanted the toys. If you don't know, the whole thing with the Star Wars toys was. George Lucas insisted that he get the merchandising rights while 20th Century Fox gets the film. They laughed in his face and said, sure, keep it. Dumbass. Yeah. Merchandising rights? What's that? <laughs> no it. movie prior to Star Wars had a solid merchandising line that was successful at all. At all. Star Wars completely changed the game. And it was just a fluke or whatever. But George Lucas had the foresight, like Emerald Thrawn, to or hold on to those rights. Sight. The foresight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nerd. Um, so, so needless to say, when Star Wars came out in March, March, right? March of 77? Um, uh, I think it was March 24th or whatever. May, Anyways. May 24th. Is it May 24th? Yeah, okay. that was the... I got married that day once. Uh, nerd. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love that though, really. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I threw if it out there. If we were still married, that'd be great. Yeah, I, um, I would be. But um, I threw it out there because I knew she had no idea what that date was. Gonna be. You're like, She's uh, like, well, this hey, falls sucker, on this May 24th. day, and it would work really well. And she so, needless to say, the movie comes out. Kenner was like, nobody wanted to pick up this toy line. 
Yeah. Kinner did on a fluke. They were failing. They were about to shut down. And so they picked up this line. They were like, yeah, this is kind of a fun thing. You know, we'll make it, and maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. You know, Buck Rogers toys had already kind of come and gone. Yeah. And, like, there were toys that were mildly successful, but they were mostly for shows. The problem with the movie is once it comes out, it's done. It's done, right? So you get the toys, and then you don't care anymore. The next movie comes, and you move on. Star Wars was the exception to that. And um, so they didn't have the toys made yet when the movie came out. And all of a sudden, people were going nuts. So they did something where they, it's called the early bird, where they, early bird certificate was a way to to, to put them on hold, yeah. to reserve your copies of these action figures. You basically wow. bought like a big postcard. That's exactly. all it was. It was paper. Yeah. And it was just like, send this in and you'll have, you know, that way we have your mailing address and we'll mail you them when they're ready. Right. Huh. So, so for Christmas, all these kids just got this big envelope. It was probably like a foot and a half by yeah. eight inches of just a cardboard piece of paper, right? And so they would cut out the the pictures of the figures and they would play with them. Yeah. And then, like early two thousand or early nineteen seventy eight, you got sent the early bird action figures, and those were worth a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um. The the Darth Vader that I saw recently. Uh, twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. By so, itself. So anyway, these are not those. The, these are right. This okay. this is um what would co- be called a C D and E card. Okay. So that that that's based on the offers that are on the back. Oh, gotcha. Because some of them, like the E card, I think is a Boba Fett. If you cut out your UPCs and send them in, you can get a rocket fire Boba Fett things like yeah. that. Um, which doesn't make sense because he wasn't even in the film at the time. But anyways, um. So so you didn't they they put out different cards and this was the first the second wave technically, but it was the first twelve. And he brought them in and he was like, oh, Do you wow. want to buy these? And I was like, <laughs> I don't have the money, but yes. Right. So come to Astro Zombies and spend your money because I don't have any money because I just bought a Did you buy them? Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. I'll buy some twenty sided dies. There you go. There you go, a dollar piece. Just, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Boom. Um, <laughs> give them a deal, ninety nine cents, man. <laughs> well, the more you buy, the cheaper they are. There, there you go. go. Well, buy them in bulk. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They'll probably get lost. A lot of them will get lost. I'm sure. Yeah, they do. Bunch Don't step drunk, on the four sided dice. Oh, just damn! To roll for a discount. <laughs> oh, the four <laughs> is rough. Rolling dice The twenty sided dice are everywhere. People are slipping in your place. <laughs> Shit! That's, <awesome. laughs> That's a lawsuit. Uh, I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, me being the Star Wars collector that I am. Mm-hmm. They're they not, didn't make it to the store. Yeah, they're not here. <laughs> not making it to the store. Oh, my God. I did. Um, he also sold me a 12-inch Darth Vader. I have Which I already have. Yeah. So I sold that at the con. Oh, cool. For Somebody did. Bucks. How much? A few hundred. I might have to bring mine in and see what Is it's it worth. Is it sealed in the box? No. Then it's no, not okay. worth even a hundred. Does it have a lightsaber? Yes. Well, no cape. Nope. No dice. Fine. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, you could bring it in and I'll buy it from you, but it's not going to be worth what you think it is. I think it's worth probably 50 to 75. Okay. Without whatever. a cape? Nah. Okay, whatever. I hate this show. <laughs> Without I the hate cape? This Without the cape? I this cape. You're worthless. Get the shit out of my face. We all love capes. I'm wearing one right now. Superman wears one. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that cape. I was going to ask you if you were in that band, yes, you played a keyboard. 
That's a deep cut I, joke. I don't know that deep cut <laughs> joke. Yes is a like a prog rock band, and um, I, I think they're amazing, but they're definitely like that like spacey wizard type of rock and roll stuff, and they're all like, I am Rick Wakeman, and I play the best keyboard in the world, and look at my cape flow kind oh, of thing. Yeah. You know, like they're that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Amazing band, but they're definitely on the like the <laughs> the wackadoodle. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, rock stars from space, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, Wearing capes, bringing it back to space. I'm also on for following Thrawn. Yeah, um, I assume you are for sure. Yeah, this this not just because it was Thrawn. Um, it was actually really well. No, done. this is a great book. It's yeah. a very good book, and it. it it's very enticing as to what, like I said, I'm interested to see how all these relationships work. Where'd Padme go, you know? She showed up and then she disappeared. Will Anakin find her? Probably. Yeah, I'm, for sure. But, probably. Will Thrawn, is this like the first steps into Thrawn's fascination with the Empire? You know, like what? What's next for this whole concept? Well, I'm I mean, very excited. To but see. he's already in the Empire. He's already so he's not Grand Admiral, but he's already an Admiral. Right? No, no, no. The 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 prequel. Oh, that's in the prequel. Story. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the flashback story. He's is still Chiss. a Chiss commander, or okay. whatever. And Chiss is their race. <clears throat> exactly. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, or even if those are the actual letters that are in the word. Yeah. But I don't know. That's from my memory. Um. What about Jess? Is she going to read the other one? Yeah, yeah. she's definitely going to read it. She okay. was very excited to read it. Actually, Hell yeah. So. You guys should come down to Astro Zombies and get yourselves a pull subscription box if she doesn't have There's one. There's literally oh, that building that's in to. Galaxy's Edge with the little walk over here. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's that, it's, that scene is a scene set from Galaxy's Edge. Do you know what's, what the artists that did that? They probably... Bugnots? Well, they probably went to Disneyland, and they probably got free tickets, and they probably got to do anything that they wanted. <coughs> You're not wrong. What? <coughs> yeah. I mean, I would I would assume as such, right? Yeah. Everyone gets or the perks. Or you work at a brewery, and enough. you get free beer. Yeah, I do. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like it. I also do the show, and I get free beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't get free comics. You should. Oh. Really, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I well, mean, well. from here on out, dude, like, don't pay for the book that we talk about on the show. Okay. Ever again. We'll figure that out. I might edit this part out, but <laughs> I was only trying to make a joke. <laughs> well, I, I think that you would deserve that since we're doing this. Um, and this thanks. is a benefit to the shop, you know? It, it is. I mean, you know, I come here and this is the place that I approached. This, this. It is Chess. Yeah. Hey, I was right. Yeah. I don't know if that's pronounced right. Oh, I don't know. That's how it's It could spelled. be Kiss. It could be Kiss. Then my Kiss. name would be Cad. Cad? <laughs> <laughs> this um, is Cad Terry. He's the Cad, consumer. Cad Terry. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I started coming here a long time ago, but like as people come into new towns, you find comic shops. And there's, yeah. there's fine comic book shops in town here. But there's a nope. reason I always came back. You know, I, I do feel like this is the best one. He lives a block away. Well... <laughs> Yes, that's nice. true now. But. <laughs> Not at the time. <laughs> Not at the time. It just happened to work out. Um, you know, it's it's part of it is the conversations that I have here and, right. and the relationships I have with with the employees, the people that work here. When I walk out the door, 
I always scream, I love you guys. And they say, I love you too. And like, I'm sure that sometimes people are in here and they're like, that was really weird. That was weird. (laughs) Some guy just screaming, I love you. Uh, But I mean it genuinely. I love these guys. It's, it's a, it's a great place to, I, I mean, I was watching it here. There was a guy asking questions and Jason was walking him around, helping him out. And he just was asking about suggestions and he, he said, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like that. And Jason thought about it and said, all right, come here. Let me show you some things. Right. And the guy walked out with a stack of stuff and he was like, cool, I'm excited about this. That's, that's what this place is, is it's, it's a place to be able to get away from the real world and find what you like to escape in. Yeah, for sure. And this podcast is great to listen to so that you can find great beer around town. That's right. That's right. So, so, what's the brewery you work? Kilcheck Brewing Company. Currently. Currently. And then what uh, will be called now? Hopefully, Boss Fight Brewing Company. Trademark pending. <coughs> Trademark pending. So, but cool. yeah. All Very right. cool. Well, I love you guys. And <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Hope. Hopefully, we'll see you in uh, either of those places. I notice you, 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 you cut out the wah, wah, wah on the last one. You got it. You got it right. I got to remember where that is. Proud of you right now. There we go.